Rankings month rolls along with the divas of the NFL. We're getting through wide receivers. It's another loaded field, just like last week. We're going to be splitting up the rankings. Uh, this On Tuesday, we are going to give you 40 through 21. On Thursday, we will be giving you 20 all the way up to our number one fantasy football wide receiver. Run up the score. Rankings months continue with wide receivers. So let's run up the score. You're listening to Run Up the Score, a fantasy football podcast. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to Run Up the Score. It's Donald here with Scott Hi. and Tom. Hey, everybody. Gentlemen, we are halfway through rankings month. We've got two positions left, all of the pass catchers ahead of us. Oh, yeah. We've got wide receivers this week, like I said in the open, 40 through 21 on Tuesday, 20 through number one on Thursday. We've got our Tuesday guys coming up for you. Uh, and we've also got some plum picks, which we'll be getting to in a moment. Um, yeah. And actually, one of my plum picks deals with some news that broke after we pressed record for the running backs episode. So let's get into that right now and get into our plum picks. I can feel it down in my plums. And mine, like I said, is going to apply to. I snapped in there. Just, yeah, I don't know why I did. Like, you, no one can right. hear it. Yeah, here, right now. The guy in the um, booth, please edit that. Which is me. Um, my plum pick is Jordy Nelson. Now, if you've listened to any episode, basically, of Run Up the Score season two, you know that we are not super big fans of Jordy Nelson's Especially spot in Oakland, you. particularly me. But. But you are probably the biggest Jordy fan of us all. I still have his jersey. I can't bring myself to burn it yet. (laughs) Um, Not that I'm ever going to. That's stupid, and you shouldn't do that. You spent your hard-earned money on the jersey. I'm ranting. Sorry. Um, But Jordy Nelson, like his opportunity wasn't super great, and then we got a report last week that the Raiders are bracing for Martavis Bryant to be suspended for substance abuse. Just a great trade by Gruden, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) A a third-round pick, potential starter on that team for a guy who was – a straight contract from possibly year. being banned for life on the last year of his contract. Just gave the Steelers um, a third round pick. So I would have done it. So Martavis Bryant's <laughs> yeah, contract. You're a guy. I'm a Martavis boy. Yeah. So the way Martavis Bryant's suspension ladder has gone, he was suspended for all of the 2016, 2017 season. Came back last year. So any suspension that he gets for the, under the substance abuse policy would have to be longer than his previous suspension, which was again a full year. So it could just be an indefinite suspension, like Josh Gordon's situation. It could be, you know, something a little bit more definite. But he's either on way, complete thin ice. Right. Either way, the thinnest. We think this is going to. Cre- I think in particular because he's my plum pick i think this is going to create an opportunity for jordy nelson to get back some of that value and could possibly creep into wide receiver two status not because of not because of situation not because of chemistry not because of talent necessarily but certainly because of opportunity we know Derek carr likes to distribute he's going to need a guy in the red zone uh because amari cooper we've seen cannot get it done uh inside the 10 yard line converting catches so I think Jordy Nelson, all of a sudden, if this Martavis suspension news is to be believed, I think this is a huge opportunity for Jordy Nelson to kind of get a really great uh, sunset ride in his, of his career uh, with the Raiders. Especially if you're drafting soon, right? Because yeah. the ADP is not going to really reflect, yep. and you get a steal on him. Uh, Martavis Bryant might even be drafted ahead of him. In yeah. our rankings that we put together, I actually had Martavis Bryant inside my top 40. Um, if this goes and holds i will actually just replace him 
like without changing much of anything to Jordy. Yeah, just a quick flip flop, right? There. Yeah, yeah. No reason, no reason to uh, don't overthink it. To overthink no, it. No, I agree with you. The the opportunity just shifts right to Jordy, which yep. I think I thought that the opportunity would start with him anyway because he's just better. I think suited for Carr, better suited for Carr because he needs that possession receiver kind of back, and that's that's kind of what Jordy is. So I think he was going to get that opportunity anyway, but with Martavis out, it's even better for him. All right. Gentlemen, who would like to share theirs next? Me? Yeah. No, we no. Just, uh, you're, well, you're feeling you kind want. today. Yeah. All right. I guess I'll go. I'm going with Geronimo Allison because his quarterback is Aaron Rodgers, and I don't know if I really need to explain it much further. James Jones was uh, like 35 years old when he caught 14 touchdowns from Rodgers. So if you got a pulse, you're playing that outside receiver position. You, you got, got a shot. Run the routes, do your job, and uh, I think he's going to be actually usable basically wire to wire, and he could have some huge games. That's I'll, all? I mean, that's really like what else? It, I, don't, I, mean, I don't blame you. I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, we're, yeah, I mean, I don't have much statistics for you. He doesn't have much of a statistical uh, background. He hasn't yeah. accumulated much statistics at all as a player. But, you know, but he's had weeks. He's had weeks where he scored. He's had weeks where he's made big plays and... I like it. You know, we're we have a Tuesday guy and a Thursday guy in the Packers wide receiver field. Rodgers can get all of those guys into wide receiver one, two, or three value. So I don't mind it. It's definitely the name to look at in terms of after you know Devontae Adams, Randall Cobb gets yep. taken. You've got those double digit rounds. You feel like you're pretty solid. You want to take a chance on a guy. Why not the other wide receiver that Aaron Rodgers is going to be throwing to? I like it a lot. Yeah, Tom, let's hear it. Well, before I get into my plum pick. I just want to say uh, happy Father's Day to okay. a couple people out there. Who? Steve Smith Sr. Of course. Mm-hmm. A great father. Yes. A great guy. Yeah. No he doubt. grew up a knucklehead. Wasn't expected <laughs> to be much. <laughs> I like suck, to say, son. <laughs> well, that's from his, uh, his little speech that right. I just so much adore. Um, Will Fuller the fourth. Yes. Right. Will Fuller the fifth. Um, father of Will Fuller V. Marvin Jones Sr. Yes. Mm-hmm. Of course. And of course, the man who raised my plum pick. Willie Sneed the third. Okay. Because Excellent job. Willie Sneed the fourth is my plump pick at the wide receiver position. You know, people forgot about him. He kind of he kind of fell off the Saints rails. Saints forgot about him. Yeah, he kind of fell off the rails. And the Saints didn't match the offer, but boo-hoo. They got Cameron Meredith. We're not talking about I'm him sure right Drew now. I'm sure Drew Brees is listening to this right now like, wait a minute. Willie Sneed's not on the Saints anymore? <laughs> <laughs> He's a big fan. that guy. Uh Anyway, he is a big fan of Willie Sneed because in 2015, only 15 games played for Willie Sneed, and he's a rookie, mind you. So he's still working his way in, earning trust, for all sure. that good stuff. 984 yards on over 100 targets, and that's 15 games played. Yeah. You imagine he gets a 16th game. He's a 1,000-yard receiver in his rookie campaign. What does he do the next year? Falls a little bit short of the same thing, but still over 100 targets. Yep. Then the wheels fell off. And now he goes to Baltimore. Baltimore has led the league in passing attempts two years in a row aside from last year. Right. So they still pass quite a bit. Oh, yeah. And, and it's puff piece season. Well, hey. Lamar Jackson, the subject of many of those. Sure. <laughs> so if you sure. believe that he's eventually going to take that throne, Lamar Jackson throwing to Willie Sneed might even be a little bit more intriguing than Joe Flacco throwing to Willie Sneed. That's a good point, and not even what I was bringing up, but I like it. I'll take it in my column for Willie Sneed the third, fourth. That counts for Tom's case, not yeah, yours. Sorry to interrupt, Tom. No, it's no okay. yeah, yeah. But um, you know, I'm just saying that's an offense that passes a plenty. Yeah, he's a receiver that can handle a target share a plenty. Oh yeah, and 
He's got a chip on his shoulder. He's going to go out there yep. and prove it. The Saints, like you guys mentioned, they didn't match the offer that the Ravens gave him, right. so they just let him walk. And Michael Crabtree has always existed in offenses with another guy. Yes, for sure. 49ers, Anquan Bolden. Uh, Raiders, Raiders, who we just talked about, Amari Cooper. Right. So Michael Crabtree is now going to coexist with Willie Sneed. I don't for see sure. anyone else in that wide receiver core that's going to dominate and, you know, usurp him yep. Rashad Perryman we've heard it enough we haven't seen anything and none same of the thing guys with John Brown too yeah none of the guys oh. they have are like middle of the field receivers well, they're, they're like outside exactly kind of guys. and Willie Sneed Besides is him. a great middle of the field receiver he yep. can practically be a tight end he was actually a fullback slash wide receiver when he cut his teeth in the NFL oh, so he's a toughie that? so he's a toughie dominates no the inside of the field you're gonna want that oh and, yeah uh, especially you know what leagues. you're gonna want that in where the whatever round you want. Yeah. Yeah. Because free. he's free. Yep. yep. All right. Couple of freebies for you. Let's get into our wide receiver rundown. Starting with number 40, Super Bowl champion, Nelson Aguilar. I love this guy. I thought he had a great <laughs> year last love year. love this guy. Yes, he um, does. I don't know how much of it is the high five he gave to Zach Ertz when their routes crossed in the middle of the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. But that, that was, was cool. so awesome. And I just think that... <laughs> Like, he was a great middle-of-the-field guy. Um, Wentz going down kind of ate into what his production was going to look like. He was very boomer bust last year, but yeah. he's a young guy. It took him a little while to figure it out, and I think he really started to figure it out. He goes back in with that same work ethic. I think he gives you wide receiver three, upside wide receiver two value going into this year. Yeah, I think he's he's awesome, too. You know, he's got that wiggle to him once he gets the ball. He's really tough to bring down. That touchdown against the Cardinals was fantastic. He's had, he's had some incredible touchdowns throughout his career, and the Eagles know that. So they try and unleash him in, in that passing game to hit those types of big plays. And that's the kind of situation that you want where you are you have two really good quarterbacks on that team. So whichever one plays, Aguilar's still in good shape, and he's got plenty of opportunity. Yeah, and he had a touchdown got taken away from him. So when you look at the stat line, I give him one more because I remember that one. Uh Vividly, I yeah. had him in my starting lineup, <laughs> and uh, it did not count. He was but, a Fanduel legend last year. No, too. yeah, he's he's a great Fanduel guy. He was actually you know, a wide receiver one for the most of the season, yeah. to be honest. Um, not that I see that continuing, but when you think about the targets that Alshon Jeffrey gets and the yardage that he gets, he actually had a lot less yards than you think. If you're just guessing, right. he had less than that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, and Al, <laughs> that really kind of threw Sorry. me. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, somebody, it's kind of like um, how I like Devontae Adams so much and then how I must like Randall Cobb because the yardage is going to have to come from somewhere between right. the 20s. Yep. So it's like he's the Randall Cobb of this offense, and I think there's a lot to be said for his prospects. And you know what? I'm going to use the gif of him falling into the end zone yes. is celebratory fashion yes. as the gif in the tweet for this episode. The poster nice. child for Tuesday, guys. He's a Tuesday Thank you, guy. Nelson Aguilar. Yeah. He is a Tuesday guy. Our next Tuesday guy, Jamison Crowder. I'm bigger on him than either of you are. Tom, he was the 40th guy on your list. Scott, he was 39th. I had him 27th. Christ. Big, oh, big <laughs> across the middle guy. Big check down guy. He's got Alex Smith. Yeah, right? he's not a super. He's not a super great deep threat. He's a guy who's going to dink and dunk you to death, and I think that that's what you know Washington is going to want to do with Alex Smith. And I think that he's the guy post hype sleeper this year, Jamison Crowder. Let's get back to it, buddy. I don't yeah. doubt that to be honest, but I think I have trouble putting him so high because obviously, like we should mention, our rankings are half point PPR and full point right. PPR. I would move him up a tick, yep. and I just don't see that. 
obviously he's going to get a lot of receptions and that dink and dunk just doesn't bode well for touchdowns for me, right? Right. So I think while he'll be very important, I think his big fantasy days are few and far between. Yeah, I think he's going to be capped for in fantasy value to be used as like a real football player and get them the tough the <laughs> yeah. tough yardage first downs and all the stuff that we hate. You but know? his upside is certainly there, Don. I like the uh, the gust or what's the word I'm looking gusto. for? The gusto yeah. of that pick. I mean, yeah. I just like Paul Richardson coming in, Terrell Pryor gone, Josh Doxson just never quite. You've got panache. Figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> and Jordan Reed can't can't stay on the field for whatever reason you can think of. So. You know, I think that Washington understands that he is their steadiest hand at wide receiver, mm. so they're going to look for ways to get him the ball. I see what you're doing there. Yeah. You're, it's a play on Jordan Reed not being available in the middle of the field. Or Jordan Reed attracting so much attention away from him that he's the guy who's open. We'll see about that. Works both ways. Both sides of the coin. And Thompson there helps, helps yeah. them all in the intermediate range. All right. There we go. <laughs> Number 38. Like that big word for you? Sure. Number 30, we went to the school called the Intermediate School. Yeah. That's how I know. We learned it. There you go. <laughs> Randall Cobb, number 38. You want um, me to spell it? Nope. Because <laughs> I can. We know. Number 38, Randall Cobb. Uh, you know, with Jordy gone, he's going to have to step up. He's in the last year of his contract. So if he wants to continue playing in the NFL after this season, it would be in Randall Cobb's best interest to play well. And he's had a 90-catch season before, so right. it's not like he can't do it. I've actually, I think I have him the highest ranked. I had him at 31, which puts him firmly on the, the flex range, which Tom, I you and I both is. had him at 37. For the reasons that Tom said, you know, he's going to be the guy that kind of moves the ball down the field, especially through the past game, and he's been able to hit big plays for them throughout the years, too, so I think there's going to be even more opportunity for him. The target share is going to be better than it's been in the past couple of years because of no Jordy, and... You know, like I'm all I'm all for anyone who's with Rodgers, obviously. Yeah, and right here is sort of like a weekly flex with upside range. Yep. And I think right now that's a perfect description for him. Uh, we and know it's where he's being drafted too. We know he's capable of a lot, and you know that there's the upside for you. But with Aaron Rodgers, you can put anyone with Aaron Rodgers in your starting lineup right. and not go crazy about it. Right. Right. Number 37, a guy who went crazy about it about some stre- throughout some stretches of last season. About other um, his touchdown rate was absolutely unbelievable. We're not sure Will Fuller can keep that up with Deshaun Watson healthy, but if he's able to emulate that even a little bit, like one that, tenth of it yeah. would be fine. <laughs> he's going to be amazing, and like I feel bad ranking him this low because his pace when he was out there was like the only guy who was going to finish ahead of him was DeAndre Hopkins, right? And it's so, tough to trust, but I yeah, mean, but the, the potential is definitely there. And going off of what Tom said, this is your flex starter with upside. I don't know who I'd want as my flex starter with upside more than Will Fuller out of our Thursday guys right now. Yeah, not to mention that he's Tuesday probably going to be returning punts as well. Uh, they've had him do that before, right. and he's had success with it. And, you know, obviously he lit the world on fire a little bit, but if you look back a couple seasons, he also did that once before. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's not a complete fluke. And that's why I think we're not ruling it out, and that's why we have him on this episode. We're not saying that he's a lottery ticket. He's more than that. He's weekly flex with upside. So I, I love this range for him. Um, and happy Father's Day to Will Fuller the fourth. Yeah. Right. And the Perfect. third and the second and the first. Yeah. I think Every generation of Fuller. <laughs> Fuller House. Happy Father's Day. I just think he's going in a perfect spot too. He's like in that perfect. I need a home run hitter, like receiver yeah. range, where I don't need to play yeah. him every week. One of my studs and is out on a bye week. I need a guy who can he's not pop gonna off. Sh- he's not going to shake this ranking at any point. So I think he's in a he's in a perfect spot yeah. for people to draft yep. come, when the season comes up. And when we see it on the field, 
he will enter that weekly starter range in our minds. But right now, we're just not sure what Houston's going to look like uh, with Deshaun Watson coming back without a brace. Important to note. Number 36, another guy who I personally had no idea what to do with. It's Julian Edelman. The four-game suspension, pending appeal. If it gets ticked down, great. If not, I do think he returns to wide receiver two value. Lowest this group may ever rank him. Yeah, of course. But, <laughs> like, I just don't know. Like, like yes, I do think he'll get to wide receiver two value at some point this year. I just don't know when it's going to be. He's missing four games. The Patriots do have a late bye. It's so Edelman. It's though. just weird. It is, it is Edelman. Like, after four weeks, I think week five, he's catching ten balls. It's Edelman, you know? though. It's Edelman. You know, he's still, he's still a beast. He's still their gritty guy. And... You know, they still got rid of receivers this year. There's no Amendola. There's there's catches to be had. And I think he slots right back in perfectly. That's why I still rated him in my top 30. I think he's, you know, going to be perfectly within that flex range where, you know, not too long ago, you were drafting Julian Edelman, and he was your flex for the year. You plugged yeah. him in, especially in half PPR and full PPR leagues, as I'm good for the year with Julian Edelman. And after four weeks this year, you really might be good for the year at flex if you draft him. Yeah, and you'll get it at a discount. Um, the thing with Julian Edelman and this suspension, though, it brings me to a little bit of draft strategy. I know we'll talk about that later on. Right. But these guys who are suspended and will immediately come back to their offense are guys that I like to take in leagues where I think I have a really good shot at making the playoffs. Right. Basically, like a 10-man a league where six people make it, if it's full PPR – Give me Edelman in double-digit rounds every single oh, time. Yeah. I would even oh, reach yeah. into the eighth to just to, just to make sure yeah. I get right. him. But he's going to be an afterthought to so many people because yeah. of the suspension. Yep. I Yeah, I wouldn't mind reaching for him and people going, you know he's suspended, right? Yeah. <laughs> like in that range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the in the way too early range. In the, your league is You know that's where I'm going with him. Range. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, Marquise Lee coming in at number 35. He's basically like the Jags kind of did a lot of shuffling. And he's the kind of steady piece that's still there. Allen Robinson gone. Uh, D.D. Westbrook's still there. Allen Hearns goes to uh, Dallas. They lose um, Mercedes Lewis. Right. They bring in ASJ. But receiver, they didn't really do much to add to their receiver pool. They're just kind of saying. Dante Moncrief. Oh, Dante Moncrief. But, you know, we'll see what they can yeah, actually I mean, get out I of him. And they I, drafted DJ Shark, too, who also seems like he's more of a developmental great type name. of receiver. Anyway. Well, the thing is, is there's so many receivers over there. And I Too do many. kind of. Like, obviously, we glazed over Dante Moncrief right there, but I don't think that's not – I think that's appropriate is what I'm saying. Right. It's like he's getting a little bit too much hype in the fantasy community for what he's actually ever delivered. One yeah. 10 touchdown season with Andrew Luck. Yeah. When he threw, like, 50 touchdowns. So, so uh, for me, I'm not jumping over any uh, – No, not at all. I'm not jumping But Marquise Lee is going to have a ton of opportunity, and he showed that he can be really effective with it last year. He battled injuries for a while last year, played through it a lot, so he wasn't even really at 100%. You might not have seen the full And Marquise early in Lee. his career because he was um, he was actually drafted before Allen Robinson. Right, but right. missed a lot of that rookie year where, the, where Robinson really established himself. Yeah, so uh, I guess the Jags are doubling down on that bet. Uh, he's not a great metrics guy. He actually grades out pretty poorly as a wide receiver. But uh, look at his quarterback. But so does Bortles, baby. That's, yeah, <laughs> thank you. that's no problem. Same wavelength right yeah. there. So does Bortles. They're going to get it done in weird ways. And uh, they actually have one of the easiest passing schedules in the NFL per the statistics that we have right now. Nice. Jacksonville Jaguars 2018 team motto. Let's get weird. <laughs> <laughs> Who's with me? 
Sure. <laughs> um, number <laughs> thirty. <That's good. laughs> like, what do you expect? I don't know. <laughs> number, <laughs> number thirty-four. Cooper Cup, the Moscow Mule. Guys, I betrayed our boy. I can't even believe you. I, I didn't even rank him. In you my shouldn't top even 40. be. You, you're done. Me and Tom yep. will take on the conversation from Honestly, here. Honestly, dude. This guy had more red zone targets. Than third in the NFL. We're talking. Tied for third in the NFL. Tied for third in the NFL. That is some wild stuff. He's shown his <laughs> ability to separate, and they're going to use him as a matchup nightmare down there in the, in the red zone because, obviously, they know they can, and they can move him around and motion him around on the field to get him in those positions. And I think that that's why we like him so much and we have him in our, you know, our flex consideration, which he was wire to wire last season. Do you want to know who had more red zone targets last year? Cooper Cup or Rob Gronkowski? Oh man, that's it's got to be Cooper, right? It's Cooper Cup. It's unbelievable. Julio okay. Jones. Hey, more. The Patriots run more I than know, you think, right? Well, what I'm saying is, you're you're getting the PPR bailout as a slot receiver. I've mentioned how tough that schedule is, which is why I love him right. because there's banner quarterbacks just sprinkled on that thing. I said cornerbacks, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. It was there's, it was a it was like on that. If you didn't before, everybody knows. <laughs> it what was you on mean that now. borderline. There's but. banner cornerbacks with a sprinkled seat. throughout that entire schedule. Right. So that's going to be bad news for Mr. Robert Woods. It's mm-hmm. going to be bad news for Brandon Cooks most of the time. I be, I imagine it's actually going to hurt Woods the most. Yeah. And it's going to benefit Cooper Cup. You see me always say to play Doug Baldwin in these matchups and right. what happens? He goes crazy. Mm-hmm. These guys are not that dissimilar. No. I think Cooper Cup has a bright bright future and if he can keep this red zone pace up there's nothing stopping him because he's going to bail you out in ppr and then he's going to reward you with touchdowns yep who were the top who are the two guys ahead of him tony b and hopkins that's got to be it right well i mean i'd love to know i can look it up now i'm not yeah i'm not sure but that's (laughs) those are two good picks i'm sure i mean it's got to be those two yeah maybe marvin jones he got a lot i don't know but (laughs) (laughs) well tom's looking that up so scott let's go to our number 33 because this is a guy that you and i love yes kenny stills yeah tom out of miami so we can we can mute him so it's important for us to know because because you're going to go to a lot of these sites and a lot of these sites are going to rank Devontae parker basically where we have kenny stills guess what not a single rutz boy ranked Devontae parker and we're right wrong yeah Devonte parker doesn't play and when he does he's never really been efficient jimmy graham keenan allen oh oh nice two ones. great picks so yeah. i basically i could have said cooper cup had more targets than anyone not named jimmy graham keenan allen Devonte adams and jarvis landry because he tied with those last two okay, okay. Wow. wow okay wow yeah. so yeah awesome and, and speaking so to so to tie it back into our boy kenny stills all those red zone targets lost from being able to target Jarvis Landry are now going to be going to guys like Kenny Stills. People think Devontae Parker, but Kenny Stills has been incredibly efficient for Miami as a receiver yeah. since he they've been since they signed him. He has just been great for them. Yeah. And with all these open targets, I don't see how they don't logically just say we're going to give more looks to Stills. He's been our best. He's he's been their best receiver outside of Jarvis Landry, and it's not even close for the past three years. He had over a hundred targets and um, was in the top like ten in terms of drops that did not have. <laughs> so yeah. like Doug Baldwin was number one. Right. Dropped one pass all year. Yeah. Kenny Stills was still in that top ten. Wow. Right. Getting getting those targets that 
And that list was all like banner guys. The top of the guys. And and let's not forget that Kenny Stills actually finished as WR twenty eight last year in half point PPR. So with you're some talking serious about inconsistencies at quarterback as well. Yeah, and inconsistencies with playing time and target share and all these types of things that he is not gonna have this year. No. He's gonna have a firm target share. And he's never yeah. had that in his career, but he's always proved that he could handle a better target share. And, and be it'll be really interesting to see if he continues his trend. Kenny Stills has scored more fantasy points each successive season that he's been in the NFL. Hashtag stats. I love him this year. Cooper Cup, 28 for me. <laughs> nice. Just wanted to throw that out there. I want that on the record. All right, there we go. I want, it's on there. I feel bad about not ranking him higher. Well, next up, we've got Cooper Cup's teammate, Robert Woods. I have him below Cooper Cup. It's, uh, it, it's been a toss-up for me with those two, but I think Robert Woods made a lot more big plays than people remember from last year. He had a lot of really long catches, Monster a lot games. of really long touchdowns. When you got a guy making big plays for you, you know what you try to do? Throw the ball. Get him the ball cup. more. Oh. Right? So, they, <laughs> like, if you remember, Robert Woods was that guy they were, like, motioning into the backfield, and then all of a sudden he would stop right. on a dime. They'd, they'd snap the ball. He'd turn around, do a wheel route out of the end. Like, they want to be inventive with Robert Woods, and I think some of that is going to be given to Brandon Cooks, but 100%. Robert Woods was a very serviceable wide receiver, two wide receiver, three flex kind of guy wide last year. one before yeah. he got dinged up. Yeah, so I'm he thinking... He a heck of a run in the middle of the season. So I'm thinking they're going to try to keep, keep him at the pace he was at last year, which, as we said, can land him anywhere from wide receiver three to a wide receiver one, which is exactly the kind of guy you hope to draft in the range where he's going. I just think he's going to get the clamps over about 50% of the weeks in his schedule. So um, with the bailout of PPR right. with Cooper Cup and the uh, red zone potential with him, right. I just uh, give him the clamps. I get that. I but like there's Woods. Gonna be, yeah, there's going to be so much opportunity, and um, I'm not so sure that you know that he's just going to get the attention of the best corner every game. And like Don said, they've used him in very inventive ways, so they could try to move him off of that type of coverage. Brandon Cooks is still a well-renowned receiver that hopefully can take some attention off of him. The thing so with him, there's opportunity there. It's also the, the a concern of mine is that he was sort of um, – it was like a breakout year for him. We can all agree no to that. Oh, yeah. So, you know, you actually go and watch the film, and now people know that, oh, okay, we have to actually pay attention to this guy. Right. Whereas last year they may have been like, nah, whatever. Right. They yeah. didn't have Cooks last year, though. Well, yeah. Game changer. Of course. But so we'll see how it goes. But I just think that in general we like the Rams' offense so much. I mean, we got three receivers on the on this list just for them. Yeah. So I mean, even Do Robert we, Woods as if he's the third option in their offense is it's no problem. So that's bringing me to a question: Do we think it's going to be like one of those situations where, like, picking the highest scoring Rams wide receiver is going to be an absolute crapshoot yes. for the entire season? Yes, except in those games that I mentioned, and that's why okay. I like Cooper Cup. Right. The, there we go. Because I have Brandon Cooks ranked higher, but I think I know when I'll be able to use Cooper Cup. Right. Okay. From Robert, from Cooper Cup's teammate Robert Woods to his former teammate Sammy Watkins, going to uh, Kansas City. And if you believe everything you read in hashtag Puff Piece season, Sammy Watkins and Pat Mahomes are building a quote real connection. A real one. Yeah. Not to be a, a sewing their shirts fake, together. A fake one, you know, like a social media type of no. connection. They're already connected no. on that realm. Three legged races at Chiefs team building activities. It's Mahomes and Watkins every time. The only one that's what my sources are saying. Favorite. The only one who has experience in really building connections on that team is Travis Kelsey. In catching, catching Kelsey, Kelsey baby. Yes, you are right. Yep. You are definitely right about that. Yep. If Sammy Watkins wins some alone time, a one on one date. Winning Watkins. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, I like him. Uh, he he scares me with the Tyree Kill uh, love that I have. I yeah, think like, he'll eat into don't they it a little. do the same thing? Uh, I, somewhat. I think Tyree Kill. Th- so I think this is what I think. I what think do you think, Tom? Let's hear it. That Sammy Watkins is going to do a lot of what Tyree Kill did last year, and I think Tyree Kill is going to return to doing a lot of what he did two years ago. More where carries. He gets carries. He gets more screens. The things that I was calling for last year, I was so high on Tyree Kill because I thought he was going to get five carries, five screens, five targets. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the new five 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 deal. Exactly. <laughs> and I'd like for that five 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 deal to still extend Pizza to hit Tyree Kill. Rats. I think this year there's a there's a better chance of have of that happening for Hill because I think they're gonna kind of dumb down the playbook back down for Mahomes before they can expand upon it because Alex Smith was just so good deep down the field that they didn't have to do that with Tyreek yeah. Hill. They can just run streaks with him the whole game and Smith was able to hit him over and over, which I don't I personally am not too big on Watkins as I never am at going into any season. The injury factor is always there for him. And you know, it's I because it's it's tough to build that deep, you know, that deep route connection and that's all he's really ever been. He's he's yeah. never been more than a deep route receiver. It's tough to build that connection especially with a young quarterback. All right. Number 30, we're halfway through the Tuesday guys and we're starting with a big one. Manny Sanders. Tom's boy. Tom's boy for basically since in the years leading up to the creation of this podcast. Yes. He has loved him. He's on the Broncos. He's got hashtag ride the Bronco, the case race, opening Our up boy. the stables, letting his Broncos run all over the field. And we think Emmanuel Sanders is due for a large bounce back year. Yeah. I think we all even rated him higher than we had him last year. Coming off of a down year, yeah. so it shows that we all believe in the man. But Tom is our Tom's our leader of this bandwagon. All right, so check this out, boys. Let's hear it. If you strike last year from the record, which I'd love to, everybody so with the Broncos. Yep. <laughs> well, I mean, he was doing well. Uh, he annihilated the Cowboys, if you remember. He sure did. But mm-hmm. he uh, he inherited a little bit of a foot injury, and then the team kind of pooped itself, a and bit. there was no real incentive for him to go out there and just ball out like right. the baller that he is. But let me tell you this. Every year that he's played in Denver, including a year without Peyton Manning, the year with Trevor Simeon and Paxton Lynch just rotating through. Brock Weiler. Yeah. If you take his stat lines from his Denver career, striking last year from the record, this stat line would be his worst finish in each category. And I'm telling you right now, it's good enough for wide receiver two. With his worst finish in each of these categories, he finished as wide receiver 23. That's his worst. 1,032 yards. That's his worst. 137 targets. That's his worst. 76 receptions. That's his worst. And five touchdowns. That's his worst. That's a wide receiver, too. With 13.1 yards per reception. That's his worst. Yeah, that's That's, awesome. That's Tom's guy. That's awesome. That's the hill he's willing to die on. He's going so late. He's going seventh, eighth, ninth round. And you are going to get a wide receiver, too. I, if he plays, if he has 16 games under his belt, wide receiver two. Locked in. I, I can't see a world Especially where Especially with not, Keenum as his quarterback, And right? he pops off. He has yeah. deep play potential. Case Keenum, what was he, ninth, eighth best deep ball percentage in the NFL? Yeah, eighth. Yep. Top 10 for sure. Top 10. And uh, Manny Sanders got a lot of those under his belt. So I'm psyched on him. I've said it before. I'll keep saying it all offseason. And that reading the bad stat line, quote unquote, gives me chills yeah yeah right right just the worst of everything yeah you know and the crazy thing is is you can do the same basically for dt you know you can show his worst lines and it's like wow so if you combine those two guys i think that's why we're just so excited about them and keenum this year with those two combined with keenum is just going to be 
I think, awesome. And like you said, affordable. That's the best part about Sanders, about DT, about Keenum. You know, obviously we're talking about Sanders here, but all these guys are going to be affordable. You're getting him at flex to bench range. Right. So, like, let's say if I'm wrong in the unlikely event that I am. Because you rarely are. You're st- you still got him in flex to bench range. So, it barely matters. flex to bench. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just so happen to think that he'll be a wide receiver too, and so do the stats, baby. Right. Sorry, I just completely blanked. <laughs> um, sorry, uh, I was I got caught looking too far over the spreadsheet. We're gonna keep that. You saw uh, a hot take down there. I did. Uh, number twenty eight. Sorry, number twenty nine though. See, I'm all out of whack. He, he's oh, rattled. He's, Devin he's tilted. Funchess, number twenty nine. One of you, please save me. The Funch. I'm in on the Funch. I mean, I like the Funch, but I don't think the Funch <laughs> is gonna have as Your much. Your I'm down to Funch. <laughs> Moderately, you know, when the when the mood strikes, Debbie Dev and the how Funchy Bunch. Is the mood striking you now? <laughs> oh um, the mood striking me about at twenty eight, I guess. Out of where are we at? Twenty eight. We're at twenty nine. Twenty nine. That's right. So, um, you know, I just like the fact that I think he will still be utilized in the same fashion that he was last year. He's going to lose targets, and I think that's why I have him lower than. He finished last year because he finished right around the top twenty, but um, he's going to lose some work to Olsen, but and DJ also, Moore. And DJ Moore, which I think, you know, those early receivers, it takes them a little while I to agree. come on normally. So I kind of favor Funches in that regard. If DJ Moore was maybe a second receiver or was like one of these rookies that really had some promise, I might have just flip-flopped them for, for Funches because I don't actually think that Funches is this super standout type of wide receiver, but he's what the Carolina kind of needs. He's and what they have. For that reason, he's going to put up fantasy yeah. numbers. Yeah, I do think DJ Moore is a standout wide receiver. He's the first one taken off the board. Um, but I do like Funches. I have him at 25. Um, I think his red zone prowess is definitely still going to exist. Um, if anyone's scoring from 15, 18 yards out and it's not Greg Olson, I think it's him yeah. uh, more than likely. He's had a lot of success in the end zone and in the red zone. So uh, I just love those guys. I mean, that's worth its weight in gold to me. And uh, you got a rapport with Cam Newton, I'll take you. Yeah, I mean, DJ Moore's a rookie. We, we beat the drum about how rookie receivers kind of do take a while to get going in the NFL. So, But they can come on yeah. huge. It's going to be Funch a bunch. Yeah. You know, it's going to be him. It's going to be him, you know, t- between the 20s, red zone, a threat like you guys both brought up. I mean, I think he's got a solid floor. Down to for him, he might have the best Florida any guy we talked about besides Manny Sanders um, in the bunch and that we've talked. I about I like so him too because he's not a guy that like I don't think opposing defenses are going to be like. All right, we how do we stop punch? Exactly. So like they're going to be focused on Olsen and McCaffrey and, and, and Moore and all these other guys. And then you know you're going to look at the end of the game and be like, wow, Funch has had eight catches for you know seventy yeah. yards, and I think he might sit around that same number. Well, like you forget it's like people once Kelvin Benjamin was traded. People were like, oh, we got to get Funches and whoever had Or him even was when like, Calvin Benjamin tore his ACL. And, right? people, and a lot of people were like, oh, Funches is not going to be your savior. Like, oh, he's whatever. He was great. He was great. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Great. Week to week starter yep. from that point. And that's really what sold me on him because, you know, Cam Newton was out there trying to get it done without a lot of pieces. Yeah. So, you know, you get a good rapport. Those guys, there's no doubt about it that they had some heart to hearts back yeah, there. Yeah, for sure. Sleep in the, over in the tough two. times. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You Last go through point. a lot. You go through a lot in those days. Last thing on Funches I want us to consider. Are we running out of time to use Honey Funches of Oats as our team name? I think we has that s- run its course. Well, it definitely has. I'm I'm going it down to Funch. Yeah. I think that's just way yeah. funnier. Yeah, me there too. you go. All right, Corey Davis, number twenty eight. Actually, uh, we any love this- F word based joke will really just work fine. Bring the house okay. down. Yeah, <laughs> um, Corey Davis, number twenty eight. We love this guy last year. Uh, some injuries, some Art-based some jokes rookie. are great too. 
<laughs> okay. Um, I guess not. <laughs> any Corey Davis related jokes were good or? Mm, he probably farts. Mm. But I really like him this year for sure yeah. because I You're think. You're tooting his horn? I'm tooting his horn. Yeah. Nice one. Tom. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and I'm tooting his horn because I think he's going to finally take over the target share in Tennessee over Delaney Walker and over Rashard Matthews, which has been tough to break over the past couple of years for them. But I think with a new coach, they're going to recognize that this is their most dynamic playmaker in the past game. And I think it will finally turn hands to him. So I really like him this year. I think he could be, you know, in that WR2 flex range weekly. You know, he's got to play the Jags twice, which kind of stinks. But other than that, I think he should be good. Are those automatic benchings for you? If yes. they, when they play the Jags? Yeah, you know, obviously you'll yes. see how the season goes on, but I mean, if Jalen Ramsey and Boye are on the field, I ain't playing anybody. A hundred percent. And um, I I have him in the 30s, and that's because Delaney Walker's still garnering over a hundred targets a year. Right. And maybe he doesn't deserve them as much, and I agree that yeah. he, that Corey Davis should start to eat into it, but I don't want to pay the price of admission um, too just to early. Find out. Because I just don't think the ceiling in that offense as a receiver is ultra high. Yeah, and uh, granted, it's not like we're putting him as a one or anything like that. Uh, so I think he's he's in a fair spot. But I have him in the 30s. I'm, I'm not without my concerns, and I think uh, people will be a little more anxious to take him than I will be. Yeah, I right. predict a little bit. Uh, I think he'll be good, and yeah, I don't but, think anyone. This is this is the kind of guy yeah. that Tom likes, but he won't have in any yeah. of his it, leagues. It's yeah, good that you brought that up like. though, because those concerns are very real. Like he's oh, still yeah. a young guy. He's still on a run for his team. Like there's a lot to consider. So you know, Corey Davis. You know, a lot of these guys that we're putting him around, like. It's a coin flip for me between Corey Davis and Emmanuel Sanders. Like it's going to come down to team construction for me. <laughs> oh um, my god, I could throw up, Don. <laughs> I think Corey Davis is obviously more of the riskier, uh, the riskier one than than Sanders. But you know, he comes with a with a great upside. I yeah. think I could throw up. <laughs> uh, Juju Smith Schuster coming in at number twenty seven. Is there a more fun guy to have on your fantasy team than Juju at this point? With the celebrations and just the fact that he's barely 21 years old. and I'd take Todd Gurley over him. But, okay. you know, I, <laughs> I said more he's fun, not more good. He well, likes to. Well, scoring tuds is fun. It is. <laughs> yeah. I, I used to say Gronk, but he's been, uh, you know. Yeah. When he's, he, been, he's been dialing back the fun a little he bit. Hurt me, he hurt my feelings last year when he uh, speared White yeah, laying there on the what, ground, got like suspended and all that. I didn't appreciate that no, very much. Not at all. Juju. You know, gets his bike stolen and turns it into a happy moment. So that's right. pretty crazy. He is an upbeat guy. Yeah, he's cool. There's going to be a lot of reason for him to be optimistic this year because his situation is just incredible. Just being able to play on the opposite side of the field as Antonio Brown and have Le'Veon Bell in the backfield as a pass threat. This guy's going to see so much one-on-one coverage. He's shown he can beat that all year last year, and he's going to beat it like a drum again this yeah. year. Where do we have him consensus? Consensus, we have him 27. I have him 26. I have him 23, and Scott had him 28. Very cool. I mean, he was he was a great he was a, he was a potential league winner down the stretch last year. And think about that week sixteen seventeen performance that he put together. Yeah, he was unbelievable. And there's and that's one of the things when you when you draft these Steelers players as they've just they rest. dominated the AFC North, right? Yeah. But Juju doesn't rest. No, everyone he thought might this Juju. Year. Everyone thought Juju was going to rest last year too, yeah. though. And they were like, Ah, we'll let him go off. You know, and we'll let him have went. his day. And if he has the chance without AB and without Le'Veon in that offense that late in the season, I mean it's it's a it's a wild scenario, but it does give you that like late hope of NFL. It's worth mentioning for dynasty purposes how young he is. Yeah, he's twenty one, uh, and he he's younger than most of the draft class this year. Right. So don't get like don't be like oh I gotta get Calvin Ridley I gotta get DJ Moore uh, ahead of Juju Smith Schuster because they're rookies. No, yeah. and he's you got nothing. Juju for like. 
a decade, probably. And he's an explosive guy, too. 99-yard touchdown last year. Yeah, yeah and then right? he like, tweeted huge his, play. Uh, the like the review of him when he was coming into the NFL and they're like oh, yeah. can't separate doesn't have big play potential uh, he's great on Twitter he's yes. worth a follow as yeah. are we <laughs> <laughs> at Rots FF baby <laughs> nice Tom really smooth on that as one. are we <laughs> yeah. um, we'll move on to I was another say, as am I and then I change it to we That's well nice. you are at Hillier FF um, let's go to one of our Rots boys favorites Michael. Joseph. I don't know if that's his real name. <laughs> He's a crab man. Michael Crabtree. Crab Number? 26. Cool. I had him at 23, so just a little bit higher. But, you know, we're generally in the, in the ballpark with this guy. I think he could be a rock-solid WR2 for you all Again. year long. He's done it his whole career. He dominates the red zone. He does a great job of separating. He does a great job of having contested catches, which he should have plenty of with Flacco just being so inefficient. I know that that's probably, you know, you're thinking that's a knock, but he was serviceable even with Derek Carr with his back troubles and all that stuff last year. I think he'll be fine this year. He'll get around the same amount of targets and have, you know, another Michael Crabtree year. Yeah, the same reason that I bring up Willie Sneed is the same reason that I would like Michael Crabtree. Um, I didn't rank him as high as I usually do this year. If he was still a Raider, I'd rank him very, very high. Yeah, me too. Um, But for me, I just... Like you're saying, I, I do hate Flacco, of yeah, course. Yeah, well, we all do. But he throws a lot. Who? They have a lot of attempts. But I like Sneed so much that I did, you know, kind of bridge the gap a little bit. Right. I think the potential for them is 1A, 1B. That's like right. a ceiling for Sneed. Um, I don't Which think is that, nice. It's fine in that offense with that many pass attempts. Yeah, and I don't think that that's like something you can, you know, put your money down on. Right. But for the draft capital that either of these guys usually demand – they're both good buys. Both discounted this year, and which is again, great. And just going back to that point, if you really are buying into the puff pieces and you think Lamar Jackson is going to usurp Joe Flacco, like Crabtree's going to be that guy who can be dependable for the rookie to get his sea legs underneath him. Also important to note, the Ravens play the Rams in the preseason. Aqib Tlaib is now on the Rams. <laughs> they <laughs> don't play playing. in the regular season, but just be careful. Crabtree. This is why you dry. Don't play in the draft. preseason. Keep your chain at home. <laughs> yep. Just don't wear the chain to the game. You got to wear no. the chain if oh, you're you captured. I know, yeah. but you do. You're right. You do have to yeah. wear the chain. <laughs> He's got to have like a crab chain. Right? I hope they fit In Baltimore where they're famous for crab cakes? I mean, come on. Oh, wow. <laughs> it writes itself. <laughs> crab cakes in football. Now they got crab trees That's in football. That's what Maryland does. There you go. <laughs> Who came up with that? Crab. just not even close. It's from Wedding Crashers. Yeah. Oh. Bradley Cooper. Crab tree. And football. That's, That's what Maryland, Maryland does. Great team name right there. Super long team well, name. But I mean, yes. I was going to like uh, make a what's it, acronym it, right. but that's oh, you know, know. too much yeah. brain it's, power. It's, You'll have to tweet that, Tom. <laughs> Number 25, third straight wide receiver in the AFC North, guys. Way to mix it up. Jarvis Landry. Him off. A lot of catches, we think. This one's for but you not guys. As many. I, I would not have had them this high. Well, let's go over uh, the disparity here. I am nervous for him. I have him 22. Tom has him 20. Scott, you have him 34. 34. And I love Jarvis. And I told Don when we were talking off air, I think it's an incredible football ad. You know, I think he's one of the best football player type of wide receivers, you know. But I think that that is why his fantasy line is really going to suffer this year because he's going to make the football plays for them. He's going to do the dirty work, those those tough slot catches. And, yeah, he'll move the chains, but I don't think he's going to score anywhere near as many touchdowns as last year. Josh Gordon is going to dominate the red zone, and so is Duke Johnson, who was an incredibly effective pass catcher in the red zone. Obviously, so is Jarvis Landry. But 
how many names do we need to throw around before this red zone gets a little too muddled? I, I just think he's going to have a tough season. He's not going to see the targets that he's ever seen. He's going to see lower targets than he's ever seen in his career, and it's not going to work out for him. I The only reason that I still like him is I last year I thought the touchdowns were an apparition. You know, right. they're an outlier. This is never what he does. But he does that, and then a team goes out and gets him where maybe they can use him for that again. It didn't, it didn't seem like he got lucky. You know, it seemed like he was available to do that, and maybe the Dolphins had been uh, underselling him, underutilizing him. They are awful as an organization. They for have sure. not really nailed it on anybody in the past recent memory. Joe Thomas, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> no, I mean the Dolphins. Oh, the Dolphins, sorry. So no. who have they nailed it on? They're going further back. Ricky Just Williams. About, no. <laughs> Did they nail it with Ricky Williams? <laughs> they signed him. They didn't even draft him. Yeah, that's right. Zach Thomas, Jason Taylor, Patrick Sertain, well, the rest of their NFL street lineup. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying yes. is you haven't been starting any of those guys in fantasy. No, no. <laughs> so what, what I'm really trying to say is I think Jarvis Landry has a bigger arsenal of tools than a lot of people are giving him credit for. I agree. I'm, I'm giving him that credit. I think um, he can do what Josh Gordon does in the red zone, maybe not to the same degree. But, but with Tyrod Taylor, I think they're going to have more effective quarterback play. I think they're still going to be pretty bad. They're going to be passing a lot. Right. And he'll still get a PPR bailout. It won't be the pure bailout that he was. Right. But I think with the baked-in uh, red zone upside that they'll hopefully use him for. I think that that bridges the gap enough to have him finish where he usually finishes. Like I, I'm not saying that he's going to be amazing. I'm right. saying he's going to be business as usual, but I think he's going to get the points in a new way. I'll just right. add, he's really good at football. Yeah. That's my point. And so I, that's the kind of guy I want on my team as a wide receiver too, which is what he's been basically since he I agree. I just think the I opportunity it, is just never it, it's yeah. never going to be the same as it was. I get it. Yeah. I probably won't have him. Me neither. Yeah. Number 24, a guy who we all hope to have, Chris Hogan. Um, looking like he's going to be the number one wide receiver for New England while Edelman's suspension is processing. Could continue to keep that role. I love he was Hogan a deep threat. He was all over the field. He got nicked up a bunch. But when he was out on that field, he was a threat from any position on the field. And because of that, because of the ways that Bill Belichick can use him, he's never going to leave the field as long as he's healthy. No, especially and he, that means he's going to get games. a ton of targets. And don't forget, he's getting a ton of targets from touchdown Tom Brady, who who builds a the rapport. Fifth. I don't know. <laughs> Who builds her? <laughs> Happy Father's Day to Tom Brady, yeah. the fourth, of course. Kiss um, your son for me, Tom. Right. <laughs> Who, uh, you know, Brady builds this rapport and it like sticks with them yeah. through like the whole year. It feels like, you know, it seems like they always go back to these guys throughout the years and they've been able to go back to Edelman over and over again. And it's built from like week one, week two. But with that gone, I think Hogan's going to be able to step in and build a rapport with Brady, which he already has, but yeah. it will be even stronger this year. He showed last year how great of a touchdown threat he actually is. I think he scored like eight touchdowns last year. And, you know, I just think that, that if there's that much potential and he can build it from week one without Edelman there, without Amendola there, and he can just see that huge target share, it's only going to set up for him to have a monster season. Have your no, game in the Super Bowl, too. I have no disagreement. Yep. I basically have nothing to say. All right. I'm Stumped sure, you. I'm sure we all have plenty to Silence. say. Silence. Mic drop. About number 23. Please don't drop the mics. They're expensive. Yes. Amari Cooper. 23. My How? boy. Because of me. I had him 17th. What do I have him as? Scott and Tom had him 24th and 25th, respectively. Yeah. 
I yeah. can move him and down. And so we had him 23rd, which is not – it wasn't too far off from where you guys had him anyway. No. I think Gruden, He goes higher than this, though. He goes around goes where much you, higher. Around he where you ranked him. Yeah, so – People love to drink the Kool-Aid on him, man. They just love it. Can we think of a guy who's comparable? Like a no, guy over no. the last few years who, like, everybody loved, but he never really did all that much. And then stays being drafted high? Yeah. No. Like, he's, his draft status has not changed at all. Yeah. Since the time he was a rookie. And he's right. never been the number and one. And he's had one good year. It was his rookie year. <laughs> yeah. And he's been outscored by Michael Crabtree every year. Yeah. Besides that rookie season. But still. Crazy. He had hands back then. But, you know, if he's... He, if he finds him, though, if we're talking he's going to be a great opportunity. Position. I think he has one of the, you know, the highest opportunity of, of almost all the receivers in the league. You know, yeah. I, I understand that there's these new names, right? but right now, to me, they're just names. John Gruden has come out and just ranted and raved about how he wants Amari Cooper to be the centerpiece of his offense, how he's going to move him all over the field, use him in all these different ways. All I hear is targets, and all I yep. hear is opportunities when he says stuff like that. So you can get anybody like that. And all I think is, please, for the love of God, do something with Especially it. if they're going to be so bad. Yeah. You know, if we really think they're going to be this bad, Tom, he's going to get a huge helping. They'll be bad. By the way, uh, the Raiders, right? Undefeated when Seth Roberts scores a touchdown? They don't have him anymore. Wow. They're Are we looking at an 0-16 season for the Raiders? <laughs> no. Yes. Uh, no, it's not going to be that bad. And uh, I think where I, you know, I'm very sour with Amari Cooper. I think he does have value. That's why I have yeah. him still ranked. I like that I have him outside of a wide receiver, too. That's great. Yeah. Just naturally fell that way. That yeah. makes me smile. Just worked out. Um, but he gets drafted so high, I will not have him. And I understand that I could eat my words. Yeah, yeah, totally me, yeah, possible. Definitely. But the thing is, is I'd rather take someone next to him, especially where he goes. It's it's ridiculous yeah, the, to think the that. guys around him. I'd rather take a chance on any running back. I don't know yeah. which running back I can even think of. I think Jai goes after him. I'd rather have Jai. Yeah, right. Like, he might even go full like round after McKinnon. No brainer. Oh, that, McKinnon. Yeah. No brainer. For me, like I went zero wide receiver last year, and Amari Cooper ended up being the first receiver I took. Right, guys. Don't do that. Just <laughs> don't. If you can get Amari Cooper as your second right receiver, go for it. You have my blessing. Right? But Amari Cooper as your number one right receiver this year, especially at coming off of what he did last year, that's going to be a problem for you for the entire season. Well, just don't get too thin. Go get some yeah. of the guys we plump picked yeah. or uh, have some good feelings about deep yeah. in the back. Kenny Stills is ready for you. Sure it <laughs> up with Emmanuel Sanders and exactly. Cooper Cup. There you go. All right. Number 22, Brandon Cooks. He is a Los Angeles Ram. Now, didn't mess that up and say hard to gauge. I Mr. don't Brandon. So. I, yeah, I love it. I'm, it. I'm, I like. I just went full. I'm, I'm going full cooks right now. Okay, like I had him 14th. I think Christ. A, yeah, he had him way up there. I think Brandon Cooks in an offense led by Sean McVay is even more dangerous than Brandon Cooks in an offense led by Bill Belichick and Sean Payton. Yes. How about the like? This dude yeah. has really stepped into some shit, right? Like, he just has <laughs> the best offensive the best. coaches, one after the next, after the next. And, I'm and why do they all want I him? Can, because he can be that he's good. A, he's an absolute matchup nightmare. For pass interference, nightmare. really. Right. Well, it, he's an absolute matchup nightmare. You can't cover him with anyone. He was about to go so nuts quick. in the Super Bowl before he had his concussion. He led the league in pass interference, which, if yeah. it counted in fantasy, would be cool. Yes, but it, uh, it doesn't. So for me, I, I have him ranked highly, not as high as Don, let's say, but um, because he's going to score a lot of points. Yes. And I, I get that that sounds really 
dumb and basic, but there's a lot of weeks where he's going to score very little as well. Yes, and that's the I concern that you. I have with him. I don't love him. I just have him statted out for enough yards, enough touchdowns that he will fall into this range come the season. He's end. one of those guys. He's like a he's like almost like Jordan Howard whereas Brandon Cooks gets you those numbers by the end of the year. You yeah. see those 80 catches, those 1000 yards. You're just those, surprised that he did it. You're like, you're like, how did he get there? You yeah. know, and and if you look at his game logs, it's like, how did this? How does this even add up to what he ended up with? Yeah. With all the three catches for twenty yards, kind of games yeah. that he's gonna have, and he will have with the Rams. And this so, is why in, we have three guys, so that but, you guys can kind of cool me off. Well, right. it's also why you have three guys as a potential wide receiver starters, wide receiver, wide receiver flex, right? Yeah. Right. You can build in a team that benefits Brandon Cooks by having guys who are consistent right. around him. Yep. But if you go straight home run balls, you know, it's not always going to work out. Yep. Maybe you might get a 200 point week. Yeah, but you might get a you 20 might. also. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Wrapping up the Tuesday guys, we have how could anybody not love Golden Tate? He's he's so great. Yeah. And he's been so great for well, so long. Spoiler Ever since alert, he got to, to Detroit. That means we got Marvin Jones above him. Oh, so yeah. So you can call us. You can say that we don't love him. That would be because I of love me, him. Though. You can love I have him above uh, Golden Tate. I Jones. have Marvin so Jones way up there. <laughs> way up. Well, happy Tune Father's to- Day to Marvin Jones Sr. <laughs> That's right. Tune he raised in. a good one. <laughs> Tune in Golden Thursday. Tate. Does he, is he Golden Tate the second on his jersey? Might be. He's got something going on. He's got for it. For sure. He's got something going on. You guys on. talk about He's it. Well, I'll Google it. Good. Get, get on the research time. But, you know, what he really does going on is he catches a lot of passes. Yeah. And if you're playing in a full PPR, even a half peep, little peep league, he's money. He's a money pick. He's a fine WR2 every season, whether he's on Seattle or Detroit. Either way, he's always gotten it done. One of the best underneath receivers we have in the game today. If you get him in the sixth or seventh round where he normally goes – no problem. Pick another, him and be happy. Another guy you can add a touchdown to his official total because he got absolutely robbed in that game they played against Atlanta. Oh, yeah. Big oh, time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, they I got robbed. Yeah, the whole team did. That was, More importantly, his fantasy. That was wrong on so many levels. So many. Yeah. But uh, happy Father's Day to Golden Tate the second. Nice. This I gold- like that he goes the second and not... No, he's well, here. Three. This is three. Oh, he. Oh, right. Yeah, okay, we're so shouting out his dad. Third. Yeah, this is Daddy's Day. Daddy. Hey. <laughs> I got no problem with it. Yeah, I'm cool with Golden Tate. I got a uh, dad bod myself. Like nice. I'm, I'm good. You're gonna want to have him in a in a more PPR format, but I'm not a I'm not completely afraid of the guy in standard. I think no. he offers a uh, a nice what. baseline. He's a consistent guy, and he has that upside of uh, scoring a couple touchdowns, making some cool plays, front flipping into the end zone for your viewing pleasure. I've had cases where I've been drafting in standard scoring leagues, and a lot of people discounted or discredited Golden Tate, and I got him like 7th, 8th, ninth round, and that's a great spot for him. As a, as your third wide receiver in a standard league, I will absolutely take Golden Six Tate. Six or seven points a week is not sexy in a standard league until you're in the league and realize how – little of points you can get yeah. from receivers in given weeks and getting that six to seven from golden tate every single week at least is something that you're right you know if you can get at that value it's like give me that for sure standard league i think i might have had him and marvin jones in a starting lineup i had down the stretch i yeah i don't want to just talk about my teams necessarily but the one that i had with him it was great i had him and tyree kill right so it's like I don't know if you can hear. There's a helicopter flying over us. Yeah, but, very cool. <laughs> uh, that's honestly probably on the way to a hospital based on where we are. Not very cool. <laughs> um, but Tyreek Hill, monster potential. 
pretty consistent. Well, you could argue he's a nah, little more inconsistent. Yeah. So he's nice to pair with a guy like Golden Tate. Right, yeah. for sure. And, and if you're a fan of the little guys, right? Golden Tate's what, 5'9", Tyreek Hill's 5'8". Five, five, you're going to have to cut that. Yeah. Oh, why? <laughs> I don't think he's 5'9". Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Jeez, I didn't know. My I don't bad. know how big he is, but Oh, hey, since we're so on elusive. the topic, that was an interception against the Packers. Five years ago, I don't know why I care. About oh, the fail still. Mary. Golden yeah. Tate's five ten. Wow. Wow. You Nailed. can leave that and oh. make me look like the dummy if you'd like. Nice. I mean, Tom. we're gonna have to now. I don't get this opportunity very often to get one on Tom. <laughs> well, I mean, you were wrong. <laughs> I was less wrong than you, though. No, yeah, I didn't. I did not know that if I stood next to Golden Tate, look normal. Yeah. Hashtag stats. All right, that'll do it for the Tuesday, guys. We have a doozy. So if you're trying to figure out. We've got some interesting guys on our Thursday agenda. Uh, yeah, we, we didn't really like unmurky, you know, like the the twenty to fifteen area is probably still pretty confusing, but uh, we got some good ones yeah. lined up. Yeah, and we'll be and we'll be talking about some legends, of course. Oh yeah, and uh, but until then, we hope you enjoyed uh, numbers forty through twenty one. Let us know what you think on Twitter. We're at Ruts FF. I am at Why So Serious. Scott is at Wags FF. Tom is at Hillier FF. We are also on Instagram. Instagram. At straight flex and woo, nice. <laughs> Tom's apartment. I'm sweating. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, bye guys. Keep scoring. <laughs>